Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning, we are in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 through 19. So let's go ahead and say a word of prayer and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Teach us now, God. Teach us new things. Give us wisdom. Help us to understand and comprehend it and apply it to our lives. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so yesterday we kind of saw a little bit of an introduction in verse 1 through 7. We saw that verse 7 is pretty much the theme verse of all of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That is key to this whole thing. It starts with a love for God, a respect for God, a valuing of God, putting Him at the forefront, okay? All of Proverbs is built on that statement. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise that truth. They despise it and they push it to the side. You're a fool if you do that. Okay, so now we're going to be starting this morning with verse 8. And I said yesterday that the, the first chapter, for the most part, is kind of presenting us with this uh, entity, this, this, this person, this woman called um, Wisdom. And then we're going to see this, this presentation of the, the woman called Folly. And you can choose, you know, who you want to go with. And as verse 8 starts out, we see this, this picture or this image being painted by King Solomon of a father and a mother counseling and giving, giving uh, warnings to their son. Okay, so imagine, imagine a son who's getting ready to go off to college. Right? They're getting ready to move out of the house, move into an apartment at college, and their parents are sitting down with them, and they're kind of giving them this last bit of wisdom and instruction for their child um, to prepare them for the world they're getting ready to go into. This would apply directly to that situation, going off to college. And anyone who might watch this who has kids who went off to college, you might have said these things to them that we're going to be seeing this morning. So kind of, kind of picture that in your head as we start this, okay? And Solomon's going to paint it for us, so let's go ahead and read. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Okay? So I love the, I love the imagery here, all right? It's mother and father. So they're reminding things that they have already taught their son. They're going to remind him of stuff that has already been taught to him. This is extremely important, parents. This is so important for us. This is a nugget of wisdom in and of itself. We cannot wait till our children are adults before we start teaching them important life lessons. They need to be learning them as soon as they can walk, as soon as they can make eye contact, we have got to be teaching them and leading them in the right path. And it's not something you're going to say one time to them. You know how kids are. It's a repetitive thing over and over and over and over again. And multiple times you have to discipline and correct. And if you love them, you stay on top and you continue feeding truth and knowledge and wisdom into their little minds the entire time they're growing up. So when you get to the where they're adults themselves, then you're just reminding them of something you already told them that should be ingrained in them. But it's got to start young. And that's what this is telling us here. 
your father's instruction. Don't forsake your mother's teaching, okay? Stuff in the past that was given to you. We're going to remind you of those things that we've been drilling into you your entire life, all right? They are something that is like a garland for your head, a pendant for your neck. There's things that you should wear, okay, on the outside. People should know you by your actions. Your actions should display what's in your heart, okay? This is an external description here. This wisdom and this instruction we've been teaching you your whole, your whole life and we're reminding you of now, you need to be wearing on the outside so that you can display the glory of God in how you live and how you act, okay? It's not just an internal thing, but it's in your actions. That's what verse 9 is really pointing us to, our actions, our outward expressions. All right, now, let's look here at some of the nuggets of wisdom they're going to remind him of, some of the warnings they're going to give. There's three main ones here, all the way down to verse 19 that we're going to see this morning. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Sounds pretty straightforward, right? Hey, duh, we know that, right? Sinners entice you, you don't give in. You don't go along with them. This is, a, this is important for, for Christians of any level of maturity. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that. Verse 11 says, If they say, Come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. All right, so first thing to point out here, don't walk with the wrong crowd. <laughs> How many of us parents have told our children, especially our older kids, as they're becoming more independent, <clears throat> independent, be careful who you hang around with because you will be like who you hang around with. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't impact and minister to the world. You're supposed to be under the banner of Christ and represent the glory of God. That's why you wear your mother and father's teachings that are wise, that are based on God's word and the fear of the Lord because they are like a graceful garland and pendants around your neck. They should be displayed so that they minister to other people. But you need to be careful, okay, that you do not fall in with people and then begin to, to follow them and act like them. You need to set the example for those people so that they will fall in with you and act like you. That's why you wear this stuff around your head and around your neck, these true things, the fear of the Lord, okay? Be careful that you are not giving into peer pressure, but you're the one giving the peer pressure to other people to give into for the glory of God, okay? Set the example, be the lighthouse. But be careful. Be careful who you fall in with, okay? That's the first thing. Second thing here that we see in verse 17. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but we're going to get there in just a second. Second thing we see is don't play with temptation, be careful with temptation. Don't assume that you're stronger than what you are. Let's read here. Down in verse 17, it says, For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. Okay, what does that mean? Well, if you put a net out and the bird can see the net, the bird's not going to fly into the net. Well, a human being is astronomically more intelligent than a bird. Well, they should be, right? <laughs> but they are, generally speaking, smarter than birds. 
they should see when a trap is before them, even if it's an invisible trap, even if it's a trap of temptation and sin. They should see it easily, and they should avoid it at all costs. Don't play with it. Don't assume you're so strong that you're not going to fall into the trap by flying around it, by hanging out around it. Hey, guys, look at me. I'm a strong, awesome Christian. I'm going to take some laps around this trap. It's not going to catch me. I'm too awesome to be caught by it. You're just waiting for an accident to happen. You're just asking for failure. You're just asking to get trapped. Birds don't do that, do they? Does a bird sit up on a perch and look down and see a trap and say, Hey guys, look at the trap. I'm going to be an awesome, cool bird. Let me show off and how awesome I am. I'm going to go fly around this trap really close and maybe even poke at it. And I'll show you how cool I am. It's not going to catch me. You're just asking to get caught. That bird, birds are smarter than that. They're wise, more wise than that. They don't do that. They see a trap. Hey, I ain't messing with that. I'm staying away. We got to have the same mentality as well. Don't play with temptation. Be careful who you hang around with. Who we hang around with is also playing with temptation. We need to be careful. We need to make sure that we are not messing in a dangerous area that will lead us down a path of destruction. And it gives a path of destruction, right? What are these things? Think of this description here. When people tempt are tempting this son, they're going to come to you and say, hey, chase after these things at the expense of others. You need to fill your house with material stuff, precious goods, okay? Fill your house and, and spend your whole life chasing after worldly material things because that's what's going to give you true joy in your life. Is that not the lie that the serpent told Eve? Is that not what he was enticing her to do? You don't need God. You need to lay up your treasures on earth, not up in heaven, okay? Because on earth, they're going to last forever. That's the lie. That's not true. We know that. Jesus says, lay up yourself, your treasures in heaven, where moth and rust don't destroy, where thieves cannot break in and steal. Those are the real treasures. Those are the real important things, okay? But if you chase after stuff and, and you do it at the expense of others and you fall down that path, one day you're going to be, you're going to be left empty. And when you die one day, you don't take any of that stuff you've plundered and filled your house with with you. It stays here, and you go. What is important, you lay up your treasures in heaven. Okay, let's read the, read the last couple verses. Verse 18 says, But these men, these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Okay, so the third big thing here, well, the first two, let's go over them again. First one, be careful who you hang around. Make sure you're influencing them. They're not influencing you, okay? Second thing, don't play with temptation. Don't be arrogant and assume that you're a super Christian that's not going to fall into the trap of temptation, okay? Be careful. Stay away. Stay away from it. Avoid it at all costs, all right? Third thing is, when you do disobey God, as these people in here who were chasing after the worldly pleasures, you are not only harming others, but you are harming yourself. You are harming yourself, okay? Think about, let's just use the example of an alcoholic or a drug addict, okay? All right? We can apply that to this whole situation. 
their mind, someone who is deep within an addiction of alcohol or drug, their mind is completely owned getting those things in order to bring pleasure, short amount of pleasure to them, to their mind, to their body, okay? They're willing to do whatever they have to to get that. They will, they will lie, they will steal, they will do whatever's necessary, they'll use people, whatever they have to, to get that. Is that not what this description is of what these people do? If they say, come with us, let us lie in blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and hold like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will have one purse. That's, it's the same concept, the same idea of addiction. Someone chasing after something that cannot satisfy. But see, here's the thing. Someone who's in that and doing that and living that life where they're always trying to get more drugs, they're always trying to get more alcohol, and they'll walk over whoever they got to to get it, they're not just hurting other people. They're hurting themselves. They're destroying their own soul. They're destroying their own life. And you can see it. Many of these people, they have nothing. They've destroyed their relationships in their life. They've destroyed any type of stability in their own life financially. They're destroying themselves physically by chasing after the next high because none of that stuff ever satisfies. The worldly things are only temporary. They are not eternal and they never bring true joy. So if you're going to chase after that stuff, my son, the father is telling him here, you're only going to be left feeling empty in the end. Okay? Fear the Lord. Let's go back to verse 7. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. In other words, loving God more than anything else in this world. Respecting God more than anything else in this world. Making God your greatest treasure. That is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. That is what your life should be built upon. And if it is, you won't fall in with the wrong crowd. You won't play with temptation, okay? And you won't fall in and chase after the world and then only destroy yourself in the end, okay? So that's the setup. That's the setup that we are getting here. A lot of good stuff in here, a lot of good imagery, and a lot of really good important life lessons. Now, real quick, another minute. One more thing. I'm taking a long time. One more thing. Older Christians, you're probably listening to this and reading this and thinking, oh, well, I've, I pretty much got that figured out. You know, I don't play with temptation. I know that. And I know I don't fall in with the wrong crowd. I'm, my crowd is my church family, right? I hang out with them. And, you know, this is some basic stuff for me. I, I know this stuff and I've learned this and I've really meditated on it and applied it to my life. And, and you know, I, I kind of avoid all of that. Well, we need to be careful. Be careful. Think about it. Don't play with temptation. Don't assume that you're above temptation and that no trap can catch you. Thinking that way is only playing with temptation. It's only playing around the traps that are set in your life. Be careful. Don't assume you're so seasoned as a, as a, as a Christian that nothing can mess with you and bother you and you can't fall into a trap. You are just susceptible, if not more susceptible, to the traps of Satan as a new Christian, a young Christian. Be careful. Always be on guard, okay? We can always fall into traps. Understand that you are weak and you need God. You need Him 24-7 to overcome sin, to stay away from sin, to recognize traps, to, 
to be vigilant. We are told as Christians to be vigilant and be ready. Be ready to defend ourselves and fight for the glory of God. So don't assume that you are above these things. These are basic things that we need to constantly remind ourselves of in our own life, in our own walk with the Lord. In the end, the fear of the Lord, the respect and love for God, more than anything else, is the beginning of knowledge. It's only fools that don't love God with all their heart. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope this maybe taught you something new. Maybe you saw this passage in a different light that you haven't seen before. Hopefully it encouraged you and will draw you closer to the Lord. Be vigilant. Remember, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God's working for you, not against you. Have a wonderful and blessed day, and I will see you again tomorrow. Bye.